Hi, my name's Mason. My name's Finn. And this is Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Football. <laughs> yes, Let's Talk Football is the show where we talk about football's hottest topics. Uh, now today we decided to do something a little more special than usual. Since the Ballon d'Or has obviously been cancelled, we decided to run our own mini Ballon d'Or, the uh, Let's Talk Football Ballon d'Or. So um, basically, we're gonna do it as usual. Top, we're gonna do only do the top ten because we could we only have a limited amount of time. So yeah, so let's get into our it. nominees. Number ten, Finn. You can talk about Bruno Fernandez. Now, Bruno Fernandez. I on this list in number ten, it's been a good half season for him. It's been a good season all round, but this time at Man United when he's on in January. That was his breakthrough part, but I've had a bit of a problem with him because obviously there's been Sergio Aguero. He's been consistent all season, like scoring goals, getting some assists, and he's just been working so hard. Uh, there's been Jaden Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. Um, once again, he's been linked with Man United. He's been consistent throughout the season, assists, goals, everything. But... You know, Bruno Fernandes, he also deserves the praise that he's had from playing at Man United um, since he joined. And he's really, he definitely brings that he, style of energy, he's doesn't he? spurred them on. He's really spurred them on, having someone else in midfield that can actually control and take charge instead of having Jesse Lingard like, just walk around on the pitch. And, you know, it's given some solid... I can't say it. He's solidified the midfield. He usually now controls the midfield with Paul Pogba, with all those different midfielders. He now can control the midfield with them. So I think he's really had a good start to Man United, I think. Many more years of service to them. And then he's going to retire or go back to Portugal, knowing he's done his part. Definitely, and I think he's had a really, he's brought, definitely brought a very new energy, a very new vibe to Manchester United, which ultimately got them third place, pretty much almost single-handedly. Of course, there's been Mason Greenwood who helped out a lot, Rashford, Martial, they've all been very good, but Bruno Fernandes is the one. Anyway, I'll move on to Mo Salah. Mo Salah, he's been outstanding the past few years. Um, there's not really much to say about him. He can score brilliant goals. He's got dribbling, crosses. He's everything you want in a right wing. He's got the pace. He's got en- he's got enough to bring enough to that right wing. But I think what really gets him into this ninth spot is him pulling inside and attacking that ball almost when he can he can cut inside and then cross it putting in a more deadly across than usually anyone would yeah and that's why i think he's such a deadly uh, player and of course he's got the uh, with the skill he can and his long range efforts he's very he's very good at those so that definitely adds more to your mm-hmm. clock team with more of these central forwards he can cut inside instead of playing yeah. just on the wing with somebody like um Shakiri. Yeah. Just to name one, he, he's more of a runs down the field, curls one in. He's where well, most Salah's more as a cut inside, dink it over yeah. the defenders and hope for the best. Which 
I think ultimately has earned him his ninth spot. Yeah. Anyway, Finn, why don't you talk about Mane, who gets our eighth place on this list? Now, Sadio Mane, I call him the Senegalese Neymar, or the Senegalese Messi or something along those lines. He's really been formed from just being a Southampton starter, week in, week out. Um, just getting kind of am- more amateur football. But since he's moved to Liverpool from Southampton, Jurgen Klopp has managed, has allowed Sadio Mane to spread his wings and just fly on the football pitch. Because I feel at Southampton, he was very caged in. Obviously, he is quite a shy player. Well, not shy, but he doesn't come out that much like some players do. Like not like Messi or Ronaldo do, not like some players do. He's been very close to himself, kept it all in, and he's focused on his football more than probably the fan base. And I respect that. Focusing on the thing that gets you like the fans and the thing that gets you enjoying what you're doing. If you spend most of the time on like social media and all that, it can take you away from football. But he's done not really any of that, um, and he's really done—he's done very well at Anfield, very well at Liverpool. Like Bruno Fernandez, good probably five more years at Anfield. Then he's gonna go back to Senegal or somewhere in Italy, I would assume. But to round off his good years of service at Anfield, um, and obviously that. The quickest hat trick um, ever ever in Premier League history back at Southampton. All in, I believe, seven minutes. I believe. So, he's shown that. He's shown at Southampton. But at Liverpool, he's managed to just completely just go. Just go away with everything. He's the amount of defenders that can't keep up with him because he's too fast down the wing. That's plainly it. He's got pace. He can put a good ball into the box. He's also like Mo Salah, where he can sometimes cut inside, like chip over the defenders into hopefully Firmino or one of the midfielders pushing up, like John Henderson, Fabinho, one of those, James Milner, like one of those midfielders. But sometimes he also does then go for like a finesse shot, trying to hit that corner. So that's why we've placed him so high. Well, not so highly, but like that's why we've put him on this list of top ten footballers this season or in the world. Definitely. Anyway, moving on to number seven, it is Neymar. Now, in my opinion, if Neymar hadn't have reached the Champions League at least semi final. He probably wouldn't have gotten his, the, on this list. He may have come a little uh, lower, Maybe such none. as a number nine or a number eight. But I think what really wins him this is his performances in the semi-final and the final. Wow, he he has really put in the work for that that this era of PSG with talents like Mbappe and Di Maria and Mauro Icardi on your side. He can really, like, I'm not sure what it is about those four, but they can really compact together and become this really free-flowing, creative force that just out- obliterates anybody. Of course, at, like every year they win uh, their, like, cups there uh, in France. But yeah. 
otherwise, he made it to a Champions League final. And Fair play to him. Yeah. And to be honest, he's had quite difficult groups in terms of draws in the Champions League. He's had Atalanta where they were one nil down, and then Eriksen promoting came on and obliterated. And Neymar consi- con- uh, consisted of one of those goals, and, and yeah. I think that's what really adds Neymar adds to the team. Everybody looks at him for his diving, but also his skill and flair. Because like... I look at him for his pa- his passion and his power. Not only does he make defenders commit, he makes mm. the good pass. That's that's what Messi did in his what? Yeah. Uh, uh, late 20s, he used to make defenders, defenders commit. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't always work out like it didn't for Messi. And now he's more of a uh, keep the ball at his feet player. But yeah. Neymar always make, Neymar always makes those defenders do something, play them out of play, and then he'll make the pass. What he does, and that's he what brings he's those in for a tackle, which gives him more time to pick the pass for like Mbappe or Icardi to run through, and they're straight through on the goalkeeper, or straight through to put in a cross, or straight through to go in for a shot. So he makes the defenders come towards him to then lay off a pass, then to go round and want it back again. And that is just the magic of what Neymar does. Obviously, there have been many a times where he has so-called dived. He has dived in the past, but we can't take we take that away from him. If we take that away from him, he is one of the best players in the world, arguably. So, you know, it is just amazing what he does on the pitch. Obviously, there have been many a social media sort of things. I remember many of like, yeah, social definitely. media um, coincidences where it's been a bit here and there. I'm not going to go into detail about it. But what he does on the pitch is mind-blowing. He's too good. Is mind-blowing. And I've seen many of... I've seen this one video where it's just a bunch of kids and, and then one guy's like, do the name, and then they all dive on the floor. And... I don't like that. Um, everyone impersonates Neymar into some category, whether he's one of the best players in the world, or he was one of the best players in the world, or he's just a diving cheat, or he's just someone that moved to PSG for the money. And, well, the reason... We, we really shouldn't look at him like that. We really shouldn't, because look what he's done at PSG that he probably couldn't have done at Barcelona. With the incoming signings. And... The shadow of Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez. Um, obviously, there was the MSN trio. We all missed the, those days. But he moved on. He needed a new start. Because if he was just living in the shadow of Lionel Messi, then he wasn't going to be that kind of looked upon. And he wanted to move away because of Lionel Messi. Um, but I think at times he's certainly regretted it, but at times it's really made it worked out for him. It's really worked out for him. Obviously, league and titles, um, the French Cups, final of the Champions League uh, this season, um, last season, which they only just missed out on winning. But you know they've had a long way to come. Neymar has. From just being a boy in Santos, declining Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG, who knows where he's going next? Mm. 
Anyway, moving on to number six, uh, Mbappe. Now, Mbappe, how, how can you personally describe him? He's got so much young talent and flair, it's it's unbelievable. We looked at him when he was 19, 20, 20s, now about 21, almost 22, and he's still amazing. We looked at him at Monaco, and he, he was just out outdoing everybody. Monaco, of course, didn't win the league, but he added so much creativity into that attacking force. PSVA bought him. And now with the additions of Neymar, who we've mentioned, and Mauro Icardi and Di Maria, all such creative players, he can fit perfectly in that striker, not just because of his feet, because of his pace. Either you're really good with the ball at your feet and, or, and pace, or you're good in the air. Mbappe is more of a pacey player, but you do see him challenge for a ta- tackle, challenge for headers, challenge for that ball, which could potentially get him a goal, and I think that's what really makes him a great player. Yeah, well, obviously, as you said, he goes into tackles, headers, anything, and well, that's just what makes him a good player that he is. He can take the ball back on the edge of the box or on the edge of the halfway line or something. Then he could see Neymar, Di Maria running up, plays the pass, boom, they're in, boom, they scored a goal. So, just the things that he does in the centre of the park and in the final third really just make him such a good player to watch. Um, I'm sure such a good player to play with and train with. Um, obviously, he's come a long way since, obviously, he's own like, when you think about it, he's literally only just come out of school. If he went to uni, he'd only just have come out of uni, or in the middle of uni, if he went to, like, uni or college, but he didn't. He followed his dreams, his hopes to be a footballer, um, he's got his younger brother in the youth squad, so, you know, maybe we'll see them possibly partner up later in Mbappe's career. So that would be potential. That is that has a potential because they're only like four years apart. So I think I'm sure we would all love to see that just as much we would like to see MSN back together. Um mm. so yeah. Anyway, Definitely. I think moving on to number five, it is Cristiano Ronaldo. Cole, what do you have to say about the Portuguese man? Well, Ronaldo last time didn't get into the top 10. I think he has outdone himself in Syria. When you look at the fine print, you see that he's actually come a long way from last year. Uh, he, he achieved the world's highest header, which we all saw on YouTube and Instagram, all social medias, all sorts of medias. And it was, rec- and it was mind-blowing how high a man, that, how high he could jump. A singular man could jump that high that that's using a trampoline off the ground, um, mm-hmm. and of course, when coronavirus just started, um, he obviously got uh, moved down, and it was a bad time for all the players. But he managed to increase his not only his speed, but his um, how fast he could run at the start, and then reach a average pace which i think is incredible yeah. in a in a world full of disease i think he just deserves to have everything that he has won his mm-hmm. champions leagues 
his Serie A, his La Ligas. He deserves it all. Just because he's... When you look at the really fine print, you see a player who's come from nothing, started with nothing, and now has everything. Yeah, and obviously, there's this stereotype that he has around him where he's just a show voter, where he just prances around like a pretty horse, uh, and just showing everyone his medals and medals, and just saying, like, oh, buy my aftershave and all that. But he's not. When you when you see him play and when you see him in public or when you see him with his teammates, he's having a laugh. He's not he's not being like, Oh, I'm the best, follow me. He's not what people make him out to be like. He's a very chilled out guy. He knows what he's talking about. He can you can have a good conversation with him. You can like have a laugh with him, as what we've seen with his teammates, as we've seen what he is like with the public. So, I think mm. he deserves all the praise that he's got, he deserves all the medals that he's got, and I don't think we should take anything away from him. Definitely. Anyway, moving on to number four, Finn Van Dyke, probably the world's best defender. If not the, the world's best defender. Um, obviously, closely followed by Kaladuku the Bali. I'm Eric Laporte. Um, obviously, they're all they're all great defenders in their own right. But Virgil Van Dyke just takes the top of the defending charts. So obviously, he's fast. We know that. He's strong. We know that. He's what everyone wants in a defender. Um. He's what everyone wants in a defender because he's fast. He can get to the ball. He makes good, strong tackles. He can win the ball back without there being a loose ball in the box. He gets back for Allison. If Allison's on like a one, like if it's like a one v one with the with the striker, uh, you already know that Virgil Van Dyke is the he's like a powertrain, just going straight for the ball. He he sees the ball in his sight and he's like, I need to get to that right now. And he does. He just steams ahead as fast as he can. Doesn't worry about stamina. Doesn't worry about fatigue. He just goes ahead. And sometimes he wins. Sometimes he doesn't. But that's just the game. Now, ever since he's once again moved from Southampton. Liverpool love to buy from Southampton recently. Um, obviously, he, as he joined Liverpool, he only wanted to join Liverpool for one reason and one reason only. He wanted to play under Jurgen Klopp because Jurgen Klopp can give him the growth that he wanted. If he signed for, say, Pep Guardiola and Man City or he stayed at Southampton, he wouldn't be the defender that he is today. Obviously, at Man City, he could become the defender that he is today. There's a high possibility, but I don't think the defender that we know and love today, he would be probably the same skill. But in terms of just having a laugh, loving what he does. I think he could like it, but he wouldn't love it at City, not like he's done at Liverpool. So, once again, like Ronaldo, he, deserve, he deserves the Champions League, the Premier League. He deserves a FIFA World Cup, Super Cup. He deserves everything that he's won and everything that he's going to win. So, I think fair play to him. Fourth is a very good spot to be on top five. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, definitely. 
And I think he just brings so much to that Liverpool team that he really, he really is a great defender. I think at Man City, he wouldn't just have... Jürgen Klopp, I must say, has a very particular style. Mm. Pep Guardiola, he likes to play a fast, keep possession. Um, but Jürgen Klopp, it, it, I think it could only describe as heavy metal football. Get in there, make some passes, take the shot. If you lose the ball, you can fall back. It's a great counter-attacking, yeah. defending. But you win it from the corner. You see them with Salah and Sadio Mane are making those ends, like precise runs straight up the field. Uh, Roberto Firmino, again, also making those precise runs up the field. And it's usually Allison or VVD or Virgil van Dijk, as we say. He's always making those long, lofted passes through the centre of the defences, breaking them down, and you've got three forwards running at the goalkeeper, 3-D1, who's going to win? Probably the forwards. So, Jurgen Klopp's playing style, just quick-paced, passing around, long balls through. It's wonderful to watch. It's wonderful to see what they do as a team and what Jurgen Klopp does as a coach. I'm, I'm still a City supporter, don't worry about that. But, you know, I, I have full respect to Jurgen Klopp. I don't, I don't love him like Liverpool fans do, but I can respect him for what he's done and I respect Virgil van Dijk for what he's done. Whatever happens in the future, we'll have to find out whether City go back on top or Liverpool can hold it. Or maybe a new team like Chelsea or Arsenal or Tottenham, possibly, most likely not Tottenham. Sorry, Tottenham fans. Um, but yeah, you know, just see what happens. But Virgil van Dijk will always be the player that we know and love as a great ball-playing defender. Um, but yeah, it just makes you wonder what would actually happen if he went to City. What would the City be looking like? It would probably be like, with the signings that we've recently made, I would think Nathan Ake on the left, Americ Laporte, Virgil van Dijk, Kyle Walker, that is an unstoppable defence. Mm, definitely. Anyway, moving on, in third place is Messi. Now, Lionel Messi, he's amazing. Don't get me wrong, he's everybody's dream. He's getting older, though. That that we can't deny, and what we other uh, can't deny is that this year, this season, Barcelona haven't been their best. Messi mm-hmm. is putting an individual performance week in, week out. But he are, like he used to, he can't single-handedly win them the La Liga with the help of maybe to Stegen and Luis Suarez and uh, many right. others. Frank but... Young. Like yeah. those those kind of four, they slot in so well to the Barcelona team. So I think Ronald Koeman, Messi's going to leave this summer, whether it's back to Argentina, whether it's to Man City, who knows? But he's certainly leaving this summer and he's going out with a bang, certainly. And what he's done at this Barcelona club, we will all never forget. And I'm sure that the Barcelona board, uh, the Barcelona fans, the players, they will truly, truly respect him as a player, as a person. Obviously, there's been all this controversy with him leaving the club. Um, but all of that kind of hate has been put towards um, 
the Barcelona president. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but, you know, I don't think he's had the best of seasons, but certainly quite a bit of it has gone down to his teammates' performances on the pitch. Yeah. Obviously, 8-2 to Bayern Munich. You shouldn't be losing 8-2 to Bayern Munich. Sloppy, de- sloppy defending, sloppy goalkeeping from De Stegen. Um, you know, so I think it could have been a lot closer if they had just been that little bit more like energetic in the game. They looked very flat. They didn't look like they were doing well. Messi's performance wasn't the best, obviously, but in a decent shift. Um, but it all comes down to the defender's fault. So games like that, obviously... It's a it's a hard life for Messi having the weight of a club on your shoulders because you are per se the best player on the in the world head to head with Ronaldo, um and you know all these other top players and they're all catching up to you so it is a bit of a hard life for him but again like many players uh, Mo Salah Mane Neymar Ronaldo KDB. Um, Van Dijk, all of those players like them that are at that level that they can be at that level for winning possibly Ballon d'Ors, um, for winning major trophies, all of them deserve the medals that they have. And Messi's, Messi's like time at Barcelona is coming to an end. We all know that. We all don't want Messi to retire. We all don't want Ronaldo to retire. But it's going to happen eventually. So I would think he's going to make a move to City and that's going to be his last chance to win a Champions League. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, that's all the stuff for Lionel Messi that I really have to say about all the yeah. transfer stuff. But obviously second in La Liga, um, quarterfinal, went out quarterfinals, just... You know, what can you do about it? But anyway, with that out of the way, Cole, let's move on to our number two spot. And that is Kevin De Bruyne. Now, nobody can deny it. Kevin De Bruyne is the playmaker of playmakers. Yeah. Look at Messi, look at Ronaldo. They're good in their own right. But nobody can get more assists than Kevin De Bruyne. He he can make so many good chances from anywhere on the pitch. If, if you put him at halfway line, he's going to make maybe a pass down the wing, a pass over the top of maybe one or two defenders, which yeah. takes them out for a what for a minute. Um, he has the eyes of an eagle, in my opinion. He's he too good at his job. He really, really needs, I think, uh, to Im- imp- improve. He's good. Don't get me wrong, but everybody can improve. And yeah. he needs to improve in the smallest of areas, which even though he's a can, he does need to come back further, just ever so slightly, in my opinion. Ever yeah. so slightly further back, and he'd be doing okay. okay. But otherwise, he is the be- he's probably the best player in the Premier League. He's the best uh, player in the Premier League, I'd say. He's the best midfielder in the world at the moment. Um, obviously followed by players like um, Kante, you know, players that can play like that. Um, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of youth 
Um, in that city midfield, obviously Phil Foden is coming through. We have other players that we're possibly going to bring in. Ferran Torres could be playing midfield um, if we do sign Lionel Messi. So there's going to be a lot of youth there. So he's going to have to kind of deal with it. Obviously, his long-term partner, David Silva, he's left the club. They were both they were both key players. They got on so well with each other. They know how they played. If one was making a run, they know exactly where to play the ball. If Sergio Aguero was making a run, they know exactly where to make play the ball. The City squad, they're so compact and they're so... They know everyone. Everyone knows everyone. Um, they all love the supporters of the club. They all love the people of Manchester, more on the City side. But, you know, what can we can't say no to Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne improves any team in the world. Anyone on this list would improve any team in the world. Um, whether it's Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or Man City or Liverpool, no matter what, they would improve. Anyone on this list would improve that team. So, we we just need, I would say, I need a bit from Kevin, I'd say, like you said, a bit more tracking back. Um, obviously, I think if he did track back a bit more, that could have possibly stopped a few goals this season. But, you know, Liverpool are always going to win it from, like, day five. Day five, they were always going to win it. We all saw it. So... Yeah, but City, runners-up, we, we can take it. We've had our fair share of uh, Premier Leagues over the past 10 years. So, we can we can give it to someone else for a change. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, I think we all know who's going to be number one, but we're going to make it dramatic anyway. Can I get a drum roll, please, from Finn? It's... Robert Lewandowski, we all saw it coming, let's be real. He's got f- over 54 goals in all competitions this season. That's all. That's always a goal per game. He's scoring every single game. No, Nobody can beat it. And he's got assists, goals, he's got everything he wanted, and he's, that, and he's almost 33, 32. He's, a, he's coming into around the age, and yet he's, he's on the best score, goal scoring of his career. He's he's agile, he's elegant, yet he's powerful, and he's exact. He is, to me, the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think the Ballon d'Or, if it wasn't cancelled, he'd be on top anyway. Yeah. Ben, what's your opinion on this? Well, Robert Lewandowski, outstanding season from him. Um, obviously, as you said, around 50 goals in all competitions. That is insane. Obviously, you usually say people are going to be very good or they are, they've been very good this season if they bang in 20 or 30. But 50, or like 20 or 30 in all competitions, but 50 in all competitions. Now, that is unbelievable. That is the standard that Messi and Ronaldo should be setting. That is the example of a great striker. So, you know, so obviously... They've um. There's been a lot of youth strikers. There's been uh, Jao Felix and Mbappe, all that. And if they just see what Robert Lewandowski's done, they can just look up to him and say, "That is what I want to do when I'm around that age, maybe a bit younger." So, you know, 
It's amazing what he's done. He completely does deserve the Ballon d'Or. Um, I think next season could be his season for the Ballon d'Or if he is banging in 50 goals a season next season. So, yeah, I think Kevin De Bruyne second. I think give him a couple more years. Um, give it until Messi and Ronaldo retire, Robert Lewandowski retires or something. He could easily be Ballon d'Or winner. He's Ballon d'Or potential. But I think he could win it in like three seasons' time or something when everyone's in the later stages, you know. So yeah, that is my anyway. Yeah, that is my point on Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in two weeks here our next section on the best Premier League games to watch in the first month, and we will see you next time. Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs>